you got cooking? How about cooking something up with me? Let's stir it up, boys. Welcome to the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. A weekly excursion into the fine art of preparing the world's most popular recipes under an open sky and an open flame. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the old grill sergeant, Randy Hayes. What a lousy football weekend we had in the Haynes family last Saturday and Sunday. Good grief. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. It started with TCU losing to UT by five points. But I'll get into that a little bit later in this segment. Heck, even my daughter Skyler's LSU Tigers bit the dust in Death Valley Saturday night. And they don't lose many games at night in Baton Rouge. The thing that was frustrating about that game was that LSU played well enough to win, but they just couldn't hang on to the lead late in the game, and Auburn came back to steal it in the fourth quarter. I had been texting back and forth with my daughter throughout the game, but when the game was out of reach, I just texted her and said, sorry, baby. Her only response was, good night. (laughs) She and I are kindred spirits, and I know when she doesn't want to talk about something, so that was just her way of letting me know to stop texting and let her go to sleep. She was undoubtedly honked off about losing like that, and the best thing I could do was just leave her alone. She'd wake up in a better mood the next day. (laughs) Not much better, mind you, but better than that burn-down-the-mission attitude she had right after LSU had blown the lead anyway. And I was right. The next time I talked to her was while both of us were suffering through that 40 to nothing drubbing the Houston Texans endured in Buffalo Sunday afternoon. And I'll talk to my good buddy Fred Olson, my old Hudson and Harrigan Show radio partner, more about that later on during the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show today. But I had some thoughts of my own I wanted to throw up. <laughs> I mean, throw out. Can you say something intentionally while making a Freudian slip? <laughs> well, I will say this about the Texans they were remarkably consistent consistently horrible offense defense special teams they all stunk worse than a pot of boiled cabbage on new year's day think about this the texans had six first downs six in the entire game they had a total of 109 yards of offense total davis mills threw four interceptions and they lost one out of two fumbles my gosh that's the absolute definition of the word hideous I know, I know the Bills' defense is really, really good. But six first downs is really, really bad. Bad on an epic scale. And I don't care how good the Bills' defense is. The Texans' offense was that much worse. Meanwhile, the Texans' defense surrendered 450 yards of total offense to Buffalo, and the time of possession was 38 minutes to 21. And it should be pointed out that Zach Cunningham and Ross Blacklock were both out for covid but I get the impression that probably wouldn't have made much difference. Torched is the term that springs to my mind. Well, actually, another term springs to my mind, but we can't use that term on the radio. And just for the record, that 40 to nothing final score, that's the most lopsided defeat in franchise history. And that's hard to believe considering the historically pitiful teams this franchise put on the field in the first three or four years. The only bit of good news is that Houston plays New England next Sunday, and the Patriots look pretty terrible, too, so who knows? 
But that wasn't the end of the bad football news for the Hames family last weekend, because Skylar and I have a fantasy football team together called the Tiger Frogs. Get it? LSU and TCU, the Tiger Frogs? Well, the Tiger Frogs didn't do much better than the Tigers. Or the Frogs. <laughs> we lost again. But at least this week we deserved to lose. We only scored 73 points. And if you know anything about fantasy football, you know 73 points is really low. And the reason why I said this week we deserved to lose was because the week before we scored 113 points. That was second highest in the league. And we lost anyway. That's because we drew the unlucky matchup with the team that scored the top number of points that week. The only team that could have beaten us. Yeah, when it comes to fantasy football, if it weren't for bad luck, we wouldn't have any luck at all. It was a fitting end to a frightful football weekend. And it's not even Halloween yet. Trick or treat sounds like a good alternative to what we've put up with the last few weeks. But it all started with my first trip to Fort Worth to see my beloved TCU Horned Frogs play in person in almost two years. You know, because of COVID and all that. My son Derek and I are alums of TCU, and I've had season tickets for decades, but I let them lapse last year because we weren't going to attend a game with the virus on the rampage, plus we had no idea if TCU would even allow fans in the stands in the first place. So we were really excited to finally be going to Cowtown to see the Frogs play the Longhorns in what could very well be the last time UT ever visits Eamon Carter Stadium, you know, before they take off for the SEC. We were kind of hoping TCU would put the hurt on Texas just one more time, like they have seven out of the nine times they've played them since the Frogs joined the Big 12. But it was not to be. And unlike the LSU loss, TCU did not play well enough to win. In fact, TCU played an atrocious game. They had more turnovers than a pastry shop, and the Longhorns won in Fort Worth for the first time in eight years. It was extremely disappointing, but it was nothing to compare with what else happened while we were there. For many years, I took great pride in my ability to get up early on Saturday morning and drive to Fort Worth for an 11 a.m. kickoff and then turn around and drive right back to Sugarland after the game, all by myself if necessary. I'd done it many times, but I'm going to be 73 years old later this month, and I just didn't feel up to it this time. So Derek, my grandson Liam, and I drove up on Friday afternoon, and we got hotel rooms for that night so we didn't have to pull that tough turnaround on Saturday. The traffic was truly horrific. We sat through long backups in both Waco and just south of Fort Worth on I-35, so the trip wound up taking about an hour and a half longer than the usual four hours. My sweet wife, Cindy, was nice enough to book me a room in a hotel in a part of Fort Worth called City View, and we checked in around 5.30 in the afternoon and then met my daughter-in-law, Danielle, at a nice Mexican food restaurant nearby for dinner. She was up there on business for her job. The food was good, but it certainly wasn't Lopez Mexican Restaurant in Stafford. Not by a long shot. Uh, let me just say, Mexican food in Houston is much better than Mexican food in North Texas. And I was born and reared up there. Anyway, after dinner, I expected Liam to want to spend the night in my hotel room. Because, let's face it, old Pop will buy him all the candy he can eat in one sitting. 
But his mommy had been away from him all week, and she would not hear of Liam sleeping anywhere but in her room that night. So we all retired to our own rooms, and I settled back to watch some college football on TV for the rest of the evening. The next morning, I hit the free breakfast buffet in the hotel lobby, and I quickly packed up my bag so we could get to the football game. That's when I made one of the biggest blunders of my entire life, because I thought I tossed my watch and both my wedding ring and a diamond ring my parents gave me 30 years ago for Christmas into my toiletry bag, but somehow that diamond ring didn't make it into the toiletry bag. When I got back home to Sugarland, I started unpacking my bag, and I couldn't find that ring. I searched my bag seven or eight times, and it simply was not there. I searched all my clothes to make sure I hadn't inadvertently put it in a pocket, but no luck. Of course, I called the hotel and reported it, but no ring was turned in. If you cleaned hotel rooms for a living and you found a diamond ring that was worth a few grand, what would be your reaction? That ring is probably worth about two months' pay at their salary, and that's a windfall for them. No, the reality was I lost a ring that my folks gave me many years ago, and that ring reminded me of them every time I put it on. I was heartbroken. To be perfectly honest, I'm still heartbroken. I can't believe I was so careless. I feel like a fool. Luckily, the ring is fully insured and will most certainly collect the full amount from the insurance company, but that doesn't make up for the fact that I was an idiot and that I'll never get back family treasure that my beloved late mom and dad gave me a long time ago. Oh, sure, I can hear my mother's voice in my head right now. Oh, honey, it's just stuff. She said that to me many times because she valued love over money every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But that doesn't change the heartache and regret I feel in this very moment. And you can rest assured my parents would be scolding me to stop feeling sorry for myself and dive headfirst into the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, so that's what we'll do. It's National Pizza and Beer Day and National Hoagie Day, and I can't think of a better guest to talk about those meals than our old friend Ron Brandani of Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar and Brandani's Burgers, Tacos, and Brews in Missouri City. Meanwhile, I'm just praying for a better weekend. If your barbecue's gone up in smoke and your cooking reputation is at stake, stick around. The Old Grill Sergeant will be right back with more ideas and advice to make your next cookout sizzle. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're 
you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door. With a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website edgewater-digital.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 Westlake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, a electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Life is simple. Eat, sleep, grill. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hames. Please say hello, if you will, to our old friend. He's a spectacular chef. He's Ron Brandani. He's the owner of Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar in Missouri City. Hey, buddy, how you been? Man, I've been great. Thanks for having me on this morning. The last time you and I talked, you were headed to Alaska. So tell us what you did. Yeah, so I did, uh, I mean, an unbelievable trip to Alaska, and, and we 
it's about 12 of us. We go out to uh, a lodge up there and it's a, it's fly fishing. It's all rainbow trout and it's just world-class rainbow trout. I mean, this huge, you know, I think the biggest one we caught was 28 and a half inches. I mean, just Whoa. humongous fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's, wow. it's, uh, it's bigger than a small child. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't catch one that big this time, but, uh, I, I caught some nice big fish and, and just, it's not just that it's, it's the bears. I mean, you're, you're bear watching and, and, uh, there's a, there's a famous place called Brooks up there that, you know, people come from all over the world and you can actually camp there. They have cabins, which, um, you're amongst the bears in those cabins. I don't know if I'd want to do that, but I, but I'll <laughs> tell you, it's, uh, <laughs> but, but we fished right there with all these bears. And I mean, they're, they're, I can't tell you how close they are. It's just, it's, it's amazing. You back up and get out of the way, but the, these bears have the, they have the right of way. So. <laughs> yeah, boy, buddy. Well, you know, one of our sponsors, Marcus Poffenberger at the Belleville Meat Market, he told us he went up there for a big game hunting trip in Alaska, and they spotted a large bear that was kind of paralleling their trek through the wilderness. And I said, so the hunter became the hunted? He said, yeah, we divided the group up into hunters and guards, and then they would switch places every other day. And apparently the, the bear noticed because he decided to keep his distance. Oh, yeah. That's kind of scary stuff. Well, and, and when on that particular river, Brooks, the bears are a little different than there's there's a couple of rivers. You know, you, you every every morning you fly into a different river, but when you see a bear on these other different rivers, you know, the, the, it's it's two people for one guide, and and the, the guides are in front of y'all. You know, they're, they're on guard, and they have bear spray or a gun or both or, you know, but they'll they'll hay bear them and they'll get out of the way. Really? And uh, they 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 don't want any party. They eat seventy pounds worth of salmon a day, and but and it's just amazing to watch that. But over there on Brooks, with the way they handle that river there, <laughs> that the bears are are so they they see people all the time, so they're they're a little. Well, they're a little too comfortable for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be a little uncomfortable, too. Yeah. Well, we're glad you had a good time. We're also glad you didn't get eaten by one of the three bears. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been a beta bad show. <laughs> well, we know that you and Claire and the boys are big Astros fans. So are we and the Hames family. You got any plans to attend a playoff game or two? Um, you know what? I might try to get to one or two. I I, um, I, I love this time of year and, and uh, you know, Getting out to the games is a totally different experience than you know actually going to just a regular season game, and uh, just the the energy is amazing. So hopefully we can uh, do well this year and and uh, take one home again. Well, aside from the obvious discussions surrounding their playoff possibilities, the biggest debate seems to be whether they should give Carlos Correa that long term contract and the big bucks to stay in Houston. Or whether they should let him go, like they did with George Springer. What do you think, man? I think I think we need him. Uh, you know, he's you know he he's just he's clutch when he needs to be clutch, and his he's got a cannon of arm. I mean, he's just. I think this year we've seen him healthy for the first time in a while, and you know if he can continue that, I mean, there's I mean obviously, um, you know that's invaluable. You can't you, you can't just pick that up on you know, a rookie coming in, it's, it's, you know, he's a pretty special person. 
Well, I've spent the entire season, Ron, screaming, pay the man at the TV every time Correa has done something outstanding. But I must admit that I'm starting to have second thoughts. The Astros have kind of earned my trust in the Springer deal. Springer's been a bust in Toronto uh, compared to the kind of money they're paid him. And Correa, like you mentioned, has had some injuries. And I can't help but wonder... What he's going to look like on the back end of a 10-year contract that pays him $30 million a year. So maybe the Astros' strategy is good. Yeah. What say you? Yeah, I don't, you know, I just, I don't know if he's going to get a 10-year. You know, I think he's going to get a, a really good seven-year. If he gets a 10-year, I don't think we're, you know, I don't think we're going to be players as a 10-year. I think it'll be players maybe a seven-year, but. It's just too much money, and it's too long, and you just you, the unknown is there. And uh, like you said, you never know. I mean, look at Springer, you know. And Carlos is comfortable here, and he loves the people around him. So we may have something just on that. So yeah, I guess we'll have to see. But yeah, it did look like he was kind of waving goodbye to the city at the end of that last regular season game. Yeah. Well, in any case, they've given us another good year, and Brand Danny's Restaurant and Wine Bar also steps up to the plate with some great game day specials to make our playoff watching parties a success. Do you guys have anything planned for these road games that are coming up starting this weekend? Yeah, you know, Thursday we did our, our fried chicken, you know, and, and to kind of start off the playoffs, and we do three for the price of two of our fried chicken because mashed potatoes and jalapeno cream gravy. And so we do a family meal every day, but, I, you know, starting it off with a fried chicken, I think, you know, that's kind of how we started doing our fried chicken is when the when the Astros were winning back in 17, we did these family meals of fried chicken, and, and um, I couldn't even keep up back then. You know, it was, uh, you know, unbelievable. Now I have two restaurants next door to each other, so I have more fryers, but um, for <laughs> in the beginning there, that, that was the, the biggest thing. Uh, it was unbelievable. So uh, I remember... Um, selling probably, I think, six cases of fried chicken one day Wow! Uh, in, 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 in a matter of three hours. So it was pretty fun. So do you think you'll do much the same thing uh, starting this weekend? Yeah, hopefully. Um, just it depends on how interested people are in the game and if they're going to be home, you know, watching at the, you know, last, uh, during the World Series, we, we put TVs in the restaurant, which uh, it's a, it's a love-hate thing, you know, when, when the Astros <laughs> are doing really well. Yeah, uh, you know the restaurant can be you know can be a ghost town on a Saturday night if they're in the World Series, you know. So I kind of <laughs> lose a little business that way. But I remember I remember watching the the Astros win the World Series on a Saturday night. I think it was or it was either Friday or Saturday. Night. I can't remember what it was, but uh, it was about you know twenty of us in the restaurant, maybe total. But uh, you know we won, and uh, that was enjoyable. We had a from five to seven, we were really busy, and then everybody went home to watch the Astros. <laughs> well, we had TVs in the restaurant, but you know, people were just wanting to be home. So, uh, being in the restaurant business and, and being a sports fan is a double edged sword because it definitely um, will mess up a regular busy night sometimes. Ron and Claire also like to host wine tastings at Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar. So, fill us in on what you got planned for the holidays, Ron. Well, um, November, I have a, um, a tasting we're going to do, and uh, I think it is, it's going to be on a Sunday. I think it's, let me look at my calendar here. I think it's, uh, <laughs> this is live radio folks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you, you got to love it. <laughs> November 7th, we're actually going to do a 
and it'll be about 60 different wines and we'll have different vendors out and you'll be able to taste wines and kind of stock your cellar for the holidays. And so that's kind of our Thanksgiving shopping, Christmas shopping party where you just come out and it's kind of a, a three o'clock deal where you kind of come out and um, taste wines and the burger restaurant will be open next door. We'll just do like some little cheese and meats here and uh, it'll, it, it's, it, it's always good. We do it in the spring and then we do it during the, the fall for the holidays. So it's not necessarily one of those wine tasting dinners that you've hosted in the past uh, focused on one winery or one wine uh, maker. You're, you're just uh, offering a series of wines and some snack foods. Right. This is just kind of a more of a, um, you know, walk around from table to table and, and you'll, you know, each, each vendor will have, you know, either their wines or they'll have a selection of different wines from their portfolio. And, uh, it's just a real neat way to try some different stuff. And then, you know, if you're going to the grocery store or wherever you go to get wine, um, you know, you usually don't get to taste it before you buy it. And so you're able to taste it. Now, if you taste all 60 of these wines and drink them, you're going to need a cab for the way home. So we do recommend spitting. <laughs> Yeah. Uber is your friend. But Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar is just one of Ron's eateries. He and Claire also own Brandani's Burgers, Tacos, and Brews just a couple of doors down. So can you stick around and talk about that, Ron? Would love to, Randy. Thank you. Stay patient. Dinner will be ready right after the smoke alarm goes off. Randy will be right back with more smoke and hot tips for you and your old plane right after this short break. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original All Spas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's. Conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door, with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, $227 road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. 
Hi, friends. Randy Haynes to tell you about Cellular and Satellite. Cellular and Satellite are specialists in wireless data plans for businesses. Because they buy in large quantities, Cellular and Satellite can give you a data plan on the same provider you're using today, but at a lower cost. Cellular and Satellite can also combine the two largest wireless providers into a single data plan. Two carriers with better coverage, but only one invoice to pay. If your workforce is international, Cellular and Satellite offers a global data sim with fixed pricing in over 200 countries. You'll never have to pay international roaming charges again with Cellular and Satellite. And they can handle all your wireless data needs, whether you need 10 or 10,000 data sims. So if you're an IT professional, mobility manager, or business owner, save money and increase your network availability by letting Cellular and Satellite simplify your wireless life. Call Cellular and Satellite today. 3255111000 or go to cellularandsatellite.com. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit Belleville BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. Stand back. We've got our grill on. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now, here's the grill father, Randy Hayes. We're always honored to host Ron Brandani. He's one of Fort Bend County's most respected and accomplished chefs. So, thanks for hanging out with us this morning, buddy. Having a good time, man. Thank you. Ron and his wife, Claire, not only operate the wildly popular Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar in Missouri City, but they also run Brandani's Burgers, Tacos, and Brews, which is also located in the township on FM 1092. We talked about some of the carryout items you guys are offering for baseball game watching parties from the flagship restaurant, but we're sure you're also going to do some specials from the more casual eatery, too right of course tell us all about it of course yeah we at, at at the burger and taco restaurant we'll do um we have some burger boxes which uh it's basically four burgers and and you basically get you know four orders of french fries with that and we package up real nice to go with kind of the cold items on the side where so it doesn't get mushy it travels really well we do a, a taco party pack where yeah it, you know it's it's made to feed about four people um it's about 12 tacos and you kind of build your own tacos when you get home. The, the whole idea is it, it doesn't get soggy or anything like that on the way home because you're building them when you get home. And it just has all the ingredients on the side. Just a real real nice, easy setup to do some, you know, beef, chicken, or, or pork, you know, carnita tacos. And that's fun. Um, but, yeah, we our to-go business over at the burger and taco place has always been, in matter of fact, throughout COVID, has just, just stayed really steady because I think the food does travel pretty well there. And, and um, it, it makes for an easy dinner and easy, you know, gathering if you if you got a few people 
it, uh, it, it makes it simple. We've discussed the impact of COVID on the food service industry in the past, but the pandemic is so fluid, it seems to ebb and flow, and we're sure that a lot of things have changed in recent days. So what's the situation like in your two places these days, Ron? Um, these days are good. It seems like it, the COVID's been on the decline. I, I, you know, as far as the heartbeat of the restaurant, it feels like you know more people are coming out and and enjoying themselves and just and feeling comfortable to get out. So that's that's a plus. And the only negative I would say is just the food prices have went up. I mean, it's just it it's just getting out of hand. I was talking to a friend of mine that has a barbecue restaurant, and he's paying over five dollars a pound for 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 brisket right now. I'm like, oh you haven't changed your prices. How are you making? He goes, I'm not making any money. I'm just kind of selling it and waiting for it to go down. Cause it's just, you know, at some point, you know, people are just not going to buy that, you know what I mean? So, but you see it at the grocery store. I mean, if you go to the grocery store and just buy a few things, it's 150 bucks now. And, and if you're buying for the week, it's, you know, 300 plus, you know, if you're feeding a family of four. So, you know, I think we see it everywhere. And, um, I've tried to keep my menu the same price. I, I did raise, crab meat crab meat is still just outrageous i mean if you you know some of my players are still selling crab meat at 42 dollars a pound wow for jumbo lump crab meat so it's just i mean that's <laughs> i mean so back and just to give you all an understanding back uh before i was paying 24 to 27 so good grief yeah so i've i've found some local stuff that's from louisiana that i get uh twice a week and uh it is super good and i'm 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 glad to have it and, and i'm saving about 10 bucks on that 44 dollars or 42 dollars it's i think it's 33 dollars my cost right now but still you know i'm I'm happy about you know so, you know buying it for seven eight dollars more a pound <laughs> you know so you know those prices have went up because it just went up so dramatically but what has happened is all the um all the crab meat from mexico they they ran out of can so the the actual pasteurized crab meat which is a lesser product than i get um they don't have all the cans from china and all this these places where they're getting them so people are buying up all this fresh crab meat and doing whatever what whatever they're doing with it but it pushed the market so bad that you know we we're, we're not able to get that fresh crab meat at a, at a great price anymore it's just it's just expensive so i'm going to serve the best it doesn't matter if it's costs more i'm you know it just if you're going to have crab meat, you got to have jumbo lump crab meat, and just the way it is, as far as I'm concerned. So. Well, it's time to live up to our show's name, the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show, and today is National Pizza and Beer Day in America. There you go. Any guy who has a vowel on the end of his last name has got to know a little something about making a pizza. <laughs> so we've heard several people say the most essential element needed to make a good pizza is the dough. The crust. Oh, yeah. Do you agree? I do agree. I do agree. But I think that uh, along with that, though, is the oven. I mean, I think that uh, that they kind of go hand in hand. And I think a lot of people can make a great crust. But if they can't get it cooked right, it, it'll still be tough. Or, or, you know, the pizza will be burned on the top and not cooked on the bottom. And, and uh, I think that's just as important because it just, you know, that's, that's why I don't really make pizzas right now because I don't have the at the restaurants because I don't have an oven that I'd be, I would be proud of that pizza coming out of. So, so the question becomes, do we need a pizza oven to make a pizza adequately or, or will the oven at the house work? Well, the oven at the house does work. I mean, if you eat a pizza stone, the, the, the idea with that is, you know, when your oven says, you know, you turn your oven all the way up to five fifty when it says it's ready, 
then wait another hour because that's how long it takes the stone to heat up, not really the oven. And a lot of people make that mistake. So I've got a a barbecue pit that actually um, has a a pizza attachment. It's a pellet grill that that really does a great job with, uh, with pizzas, and I do them outside. But for the longest time, I would do them in the oven inside. And, and what I found is a lot of people, you know, in, including myself when I first started, would heat up that oven and you'd put a pizza in there and the top would burn or not burn, but, you know, get a lot of color on it. And then you lift up the bottom and there's no, you know, there's no color on the bottom. And, and so that's the important thing. Let that heat up another hour. Just do that ahead of time. You know, it's a great time of year. It's, the weather's nice, you know. You can you can heat up the house a little bit. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, pizza sauce is another important element. But I've always wondered: is pizza sauce and marinara sauce the same thing? Yeah, no, I think you know marinara is is um, is is cooked longer, and it's kind of a slow all day thing. Pizza sauce to me is um, garlic, oregano, salt, red chilies, and olive oil. That's it. Is the consistency the same, Ron? No, it's thinner. So um, I don't. I don't really like a real thick pizza sauce. I like a lighter tomato sauce. And, and look, whatever you like is 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 the best for you. But I mean, I, I really do. Um, I like a, just a real light sauce and olive oil the crust before you start, and then put that sauce down. And that olive oil and the sauce together almost makes that sauce almost a little sweet. Mm. And. Uh, and with you know, and I mean, we have everything for us now. I mean, you can go to the store and get fresh milk mozzarella. You can get some fresh basil. Um, and to me, that's all you need on the pizza. I mean, you can just do fresh milk mozzarella, finish it with fresh basil at the end, and a little bit drizzle of olive oil and salt and pepper, and and that's it. But um, you know, now we have you know availability to to go to the store and get you know good. You know, if you go in town, not not out where I live, but you can go in town and you can get some really good pepperoni. You can get great, um, you know, buffalo mozzarella, or you can get just regular fresh mozzarella. I mean, there's it's out there. So to me, the the the, the fun thing about pizza is if you're if you're doing it just with your family or friends gathering, is find a bunch of different ingredients that you like and 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 put put them all out, and then kind of see what everybody chooses. In other words, a pizza bar. Let them build their own pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, today is also National Hoagie Day. My first question is, what the heck is a hoagie? Anyway, <laughs> isn't that just another fancy name for a sandwich? Well, I mean, it's a sandwich. Yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But it's, it's, it's more of like a, you know, a hoagie is something that's kind of more of a, a French bread and you're going to put like cold cuts and, and, and lettuce and, and that type of deal. It's not, you know, it's not just a, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's something you build. It's not something you just spread a little mayonnaise and, 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 uh, turkey on, you know, so <laughs> that's not a hoagie. That's a Randy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always run out of time before we run out of questions for one of our favorite people and one of Fort Bend County's favorite chefs. It's Ron Brandani of Brandani's Restaurant and Wine Bar and Brandani's Burgers, Tacos, and Brews. They're both almost right next door to each other in the township on FM 1092 in Missouri City. 
Ron, it's always great to talk to you. All the best to Claire and the boys. And let's say it together. Go Astros, baby. <laughs> Life is short. Grill while you can. Randy will be right back with more food and fun after this break. Randy Hames here, proud to introduce you to Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. My good friends Jared and Marcus Poffenberger operate Belleville Meat Market, an old-fashioned butcher shop with superior products and great customer service. There's always a butcher on site at Belleville Meat Market, and their new processing plant is right next door. Hunters, a computer tracking system will follow your venison, wild hog, or exotics through every step of the process to ensure you get your meat your way. At Belleville Meat Market, you can pick and choose the cuts of beef, pork, or chicken you want, and they feature 28 flavors of pecan smoked sausage. Plus, Belleville Meat Market only uses lean pork in their sausage, so you get more meat and less fat. Tailgaters, drop by on your way to the game and get just what you need to feed your crew. Belleville Meat Market, just 15 minutes south of Hempstead and 15 minutes north of Sealy on Highway 36 in Belleville. Visit BellevilleMeatMarket.com or call 979-865-5782. It's Randy Hames again. Everybody needs a video or a new website or help in managing their social media. And my company, Edgewater Digital, can help. We help small businesses navigate the intimidating world of digital marketing. You've got a business to run and you don't have time or expertise to build and maintain your website all by yourself. And you certainly don't have time to generate content for it. And when's the last time you had an extra hour or two to manage your company's internet ads or social media accounts? Like never, right? Well, at Edgewater Digital, that's what we do. We have a talented web design team who've built a number of incredibly successful websites for companies large and small. Need content too? No problem. Edgewater can provide copywriting, photography, and videography services to enhance the content on your website, email marketing, or even social media. We're a full-service digital marketing solution with a track record of success. Call us today at 832-500-4272 or see our website, edgewater-digital.com. Hey guys, Randy Hames here to tell you about my good friend Rick Allspa at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique in Kingwood. I've known Rick for years, and he's one of the finest Christian men I've ever met, but he's also got a dynamite hardware store at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has everything you'd expect to find in a top-of-the-line hardware store, but with the personal service that's missing from the big box stores. The original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique has tools and automotive, lawn and garden, electrical and plumbing, paint and hardware, all under one roof. But Rick is also an avid backyard chef, so the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique features a complete barbecue pit house. From gas to charcoal grills to fryers and steamers, they've got it all at the original Allspa's Hardware and Boutique. They even offer grill maintenance and repair. Visit their website, allspas.com, or just drop by and see for yourself. The original Allspas Hardware and Boutique at 2720 West Lake Houston Parkway in Kingwood. Boyd's One Stop. The name says it all. If you like seafood, you'll love Boyd's, conveniently located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Boyd's One Stop has bait, tackle, fresh seafood, and even a restaurant, all at 227 Dyke Road. If you fish Galveston Bay, Boyd's is the one and only stop for everything you need. 
There's a reason why they're called the live shrimp capital of Texas. But they've also got lots of finger mullet, croaker, plus fresh dead shrimp, shad, and squid. Plus, Boyd's has tackle galore, ice and ice chests, and cold drinks and snacks. Just need fresh fish for a family seafood feast? The freshest seafood, like table shrimp, live blue crab, and crawfish when in season, is in stock and ready for you at Boyd's. And if you're hungry right now, check out Boyd's Cajun Grill Express right next door with a wide variety of breakfast, lunch, and dinner items like crawfish, oyster po'boys, and fried seafood platters. Boyd's One Stop, the name says it all, 227 Dyke Road at the base of the Texas City Dyke. May the forks be with you. This is the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Boyd's One Stop is located at the base of the Texas City Dyke. Now here's the guy who turns all the grills on, Randy Hames. Here's a man who loves the Lord just as much as I do. It's my old radio partner from the Hudson and Harrigan Show, Fred Olson. Hey, has God smiled on you today, my friend? Man, he, you know, he does each and every day, regardless whether I'm aware of it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, he's blessed me as well. <laughs> and I always try to focus on that and not on the negative. I'm sure you do too. Well, yeah, it's easy to get caught up in the world. And once you do that, and it'll start to drag you down. I think that's just... A lot with what has gone on with isolation, especially men, I see that you get isolated and you start to be, think, more worldly than faith-based. And then people get issues with depression. They get issues with uh, worthiness and forgiveness and all that other kind of stuff. So, yeah, heads up, man. Pick up the scripture, read it, and and, uh, look up. His ways are higher, man. Before we came on the air, you were telling me about a men's ministry meeting that you attended last Sunday in College Station, I believe it was. Yes. This You said you weren't even able to watch the Texans. How lucky for you. Uh, and you were, you were listening on the radio instead. What's the name of this men's ministry again? Well, it's, it's uh, different names for different denominations, but it's, it's based on the walk to Emmaus, which is Luke 24, which is always great to read, and I'll go over that in just a second. But yeah, there's there's a prison ministry about it, about uh, Luke 24. Uh, there's Methodists, uh, Catholics have one, I think, called is it Kairos, or, or uh, Tres Dias is one version of it. It's a three-day retreat for men, and it's, it's faith-based, and uh, it's just a good time to shut out the world and see where you are and who you are in Christ. And uh, so, yeah, that's, we, we're doing that here uh, a little later this month. And it happens really all over the country and all over the world. So it's not just, you know, uh, one community that does this. It's happening around you in, in Sugarland and Houston, too. So you say the source for the name Emmaus comes from the walk to Emmaus. Right. Explain. Well, you know, this is where, where the two men, they were, they were walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus. Okay. Okay. And that's when Christ falls in with them, right? And, and these two men are so upset because... The, the the Messiah was killed, right? Mm-hmm. And and it was it wasn't the Messiah that the Jews had expected, the one who would defeat the Romans. But this was a man who claimed to be the Son of God, and and and, and, and they were sad because he, he was killed. And then so this man who falls in with them, they don't realize that it is Christ, a risen Christ, starts going over all the scriptures about how it's really that from the very beginning, it's all been about him returning and having to become, you know. Uh, the sacrificial lamb. And he, he just, on this, I think about a seven-mile walk, six, seven-mile walk. In those days, that's not much. 
and all that he lays out this case, you know, about Jesus has come, and, you know, the, the Messiah has come and risen. And so they're sitting there, they're about to break bread. He's going to go move on. And, and, and they say, no, sit and eat with us because they've got to be fascinated with this guy who seems to know so much about, about the Bible, about the Old Testament anyway. Right. And uh, as they break bread, which is very interesting too, almost like the Last Supper, when, when they break bread, they realize who he is. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's kind of a lesson for all of us that Christ is always walking with us, trying to lead us in the right direction and tell us that this is all supposed to happen, but we don't always have our eyes open because, well, we're more worldly and we're not seeing things through kingdom eyes. Does this make sense? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense to me. Okay. So tell me what happened at this Emmaus meeting that you attended last weekend in College Station. Well, you, these meetings are staffed by people who've done it, who've done this weekend, and I've, I've done a number of the weekends. And so we just basically are there to to uh, facilitate, to, to just to be, you know, and, and, and be in fellowship with, with men who uh, are probably these days feeling like there's got to be more. I've got to get reconnected to God, and I've really got to see where I am and things, kind of shut off the world and, and just, you know, look at the grace God has given us. And, 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 and that's about as far as I want to go into. I don't want to talk about the actual three days too much because I always consider it like Christmas. You don't want to say what you're going to get, <laughs> but yeah, that's, it's, that's kind of it. You know, we just, we facilitate, we're, we're just there to, to lead and guide and, and, and to be with, you know, men who are, who may be struggling right now or want to just get stronger in their faith. So while you were at this Emmaus meeting in college station, did you guys, Pray for the Aggie football team? <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's see. That's two losses now. So there's really very little chance of, of them having a, a real banner year. And, you know, of course, the Alabama game. And uh, well, there are a lot of teams that are surprising. Cincinnati. I mean, it's kind of fun to look at the ones who are really coming out of nowhere. And, and uh, Stanford beating Oregon. And, and uh, it's, it's kind of fascinating. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that they're probably around college station going, okay, well, we need a quarterback. <laughs> this, these guys ain't getting it. You got, you got two freshman quarterbacks, right? Two freshmen. And it, unless you're stepping into a, a system like, say, Alabama, or I can't think of another one as good, where you can come in as a freshman and just, boom, have it, out, have it all handled in the SEC, uh, that's, that's tough. That's, it's kind of like you know, looking at the Texans. You look at Davis Mills. Poor guy, I, gotta, I pray for the guy because this is how people get ruined. Well, if there's any team we need to pray for, it's the Houston Texans. <laughs> well, they're doing exactly what we figured they would do. They're, they're, they just don't, you know, the defense can play great for a half. And poor Davis Mills goes out there and he knows he's going to get his, his head handed to him because he's a rookie and they're going to freak him out and knock him down. And, and uh, so that's kind of what we have to look forward to. Good night, nurse. They were awful, though, in Buffalo. You know, about the only thing they did good was congratulate the Bills at midfield after the game. At least they showed some good sportsmanship. Wow, you guys really kicked our butts. <laughs> well, you know, this, but look at it this way. The Jets won. Giants won. So the teams that were real, the real bottom feeding there, they actually kind of won a game. So we're still in a race for the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and it's any team's game to lose right now, isn't it? <laughs> well, I don't think it's going to be ours. As long as Terod Taylor is out, I just don't, you know, this. I just feel for the kid. That's going to be hard each week. He goes, who do I play next? Oh, good. 
good. Yeah. Patriots, lovely. <laughs> As a broadcaster, I have to point out one thing, though, about the broadcast last Sunday. It absolutely appalled me. And I'm not one of those sexist male football fans who thinks that Beth Moens shouldn't be doing NFL play-by-play just because she's a woman. I actually think she did a pretty good job Sunday, as usual. But she said one thing that was just stunningly stupid. What? At one point in the second half, she said, well, this will be revenge for that playoff loss in Houston. What? And I just yelled at the TV, that was two years ago, Beth. How many Texans are even still on the roster from that team? My goodness, that was dumb. Yeah, well, she probably did some history and said, oh, here's a good footnote. I'll throw that in somewhere. And, uh, yeah, I was thinking of the one that we were years ago with the Oilers. We were up 33 to nothing and still lost. Oh, gosh, did you have to bring that up? <laughs> well, see, that, that was one of, those, one of those footnotes that I thought I'd throw in there just to dazzle in the <laughs> Nice callback, Fred. Well, the good Lord knows that I've made enough dumb statements on the air in my time, so I guess I'm being a little too judgmental. Sorry about that. But it's probably time to move on from that game anyway. Like you said, the only thing we have to worry about is, oh, the Patriots, the undefeated Cardinals, the Rams, and that's just the next month or so. Ooh, things get easier from here, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but you know, this has really broadened my, my uh, scope of football. I'm enjoying and watching other games. I'm enjoying watching other teams play because ours is really supposed to be bad and, and they're living up to that so they are <laughs> you know just thinking about two or three years from now we'll look back and go wow we used to be really bad now we're just mediocre again <laughs> <laughs> rough times in the big city at least we have the astros they were horrifically bad for a few years and look at them now right Oh, I remember. It was a guy at Sports Illustrated. He claimed that the Astros are going to win it all. Everybody went, you're out of your mind. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I'm proud of him for coming out and going, you know what? Walking into the face of the booze and, and the, the people throwing invectives at them over the left field, you know, fence and, and just having a great year. So win, lose or draw, they are a challenge for anybody to play. And I do love them, so go Astros. Well, brother, we're short on time, but we're never short on prayer. So I'll make you a deal. Yeah. I'll pray for you, and you pray for me. I'll do that. And those of you listening, just pick up Luke 24 and read. See what we're talking about. I love you, brother. Love you, too. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. Send us your burning questions and favorite recipes in a private message on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Cooking Show, or visit our website, theoutdoorcookingshow.com. Join us next week for more tasty food and fun over a red-hot grill on the Boyd Seafood Outdoor Cooking Show. I was about cooking something up with me.